Welcome to Smart from the Start, presented by Care AI, the smart care facility platform company and leader in AI and ambient intelligence for healthcare. Join Steve Lieber, former CEO of HIMSS, as he interviews the brightest minds in the health provider space on truly transformative technologies that are modernizing healthcare. Hello and welcome to Smart from the Start. I'm your host, Steve Lieber, and it's my pleasure to bring to you a series of conversations with some of the sharpest minds in health information technology. We'll discuss the smart directions healthcare companies and providers are pursuing to create smart care teams. While at the Becker's Health IT and Revenue Cycle Management Conference in Chicago, we had the opportunity to explore key topics on innovation. In this podcast series, we're giving you a sneak peek into the discussions we had with health system leaders at this event. The key questions we covered during the series are, what is your vision for a smart hospital? How do you see AI and ambient intelligence enabling you to reimagine your care delivery models? And what is the cost to hospitals of keeping the status quo? We hope you enjoy this abridged version of the insights shared at the conference. First, I want to share the insights Dr. Gurmet Shran, Chief Clinical Data Science Officer at Common Spirit Health, shared with us. Dr. Shran, what is your vision for a smart hospital? Well, thank you for that question. I think it's a very diverse question overall. You know, there's a lot of thoughts around how you can start to use uh, technology, both either audio, visual, AI, augmented intelligence, artificial intelligence to help support a more uh, robust and more dynamic opportunity for, for patients to get better care. Part of it is really how do we actually start to enable the technology stack so we can transform these hospitals to be able to become more well-equipped for better patient care. Part of that has a lot to do with how do you actually re-envision the way that the patient rooms should be actually managed, both in terms of the, the layout of the room, as well as actually the technologies that you need to help enable this care. And then two, we often sort of forget about the fact that the operating rooms and the way that ORs are managed nowadays, often you have hybrid models of how the operating room needs to be managed. All that has to be sort of taken into consideration. The third part, which I think is actually a part of the word hospital itself, this idea of us having a containerized hospital where it's four walls, where patients are physically located there, that's becoming a more antiquated idea now. The hospital itself could actually be not only with a physical hospital that we know of today, but it could actually be partially maybe in a, a nursing or a rehab facility. It could be the patient's home. Some sense actually, you know, now with mobile, mobile technology, people are beginning to think about mobile hospitals or mobile urgent care centers. So that whole sort of trajectory of it's not bounded by the four walls of the hospital anymore. We have to think about digital transformation and all these other care spaces. And a lot of that, as I'm sure you recognize, comes from using telephony and audio video technology to help, enable, to help enable that vision to become a reality in the next decade or two. Dr. Shran, how do you see AI and ambient intelligence enabling you to reimagine your care delivery models? So sort of following on on the question that you just asked, uh, there's a huge opportunity here as it relates to the fact that we have a big workforce shortage the, the fact that we're actually concerned that we aren't going to have enough nursing or physician staff to enable patient care in the next decade or two. The other part that has the opportunity around ambient intelligence is that how can you centralize the care 
to remote stations, remote command centers. So getting back to sort of on a per patient basis, as well as then thinking about a population basis, on a per patient basis, how do you enable real-time analytics, real-time opportunities to intervene before a quality or safety event happens, better sort of improve the patient experience, whether it's around sort of ensuring that the family members, the patients are given the information that they need, or at least their requests can be managed at that right time. Part of the idea behind ambient intelligence itself will also, as I mentioned, be around the fact that we don't have enough FTE labor. And so that ability and that power to scale that, I think is going to be a super powerful opportunity that's going to actually become probably table stakes in the next decade or so. The other uh, piece that I mentioned on the population side is now, if you actually have ambient technology working at the patient level, you can then also take that same technology that's built up and syndicate that out to command centers, so possibly allowing for more remote-enabled care. Remote-enabled care that's not just at your facility, but possibly even care at home, care at actually other acute care sites as well. So all of that um, will probably become a very big sort of opportunity of expansion uh, to enable better patient care as they sort of move into this next decade. And for our last question, Dr. Schron, what is the cost to hospitals of keeping the status quo? Um, as we all know, the significant margin problems that all health systems in the nation face as it relates to both top line and bottom line opportunities, uh, the status quo is going to actually go and allow for dissolution of sort of health systems as we know it if we don't think about how to reinvent the care models overall. So I'm not saying anything that probably anybody else has not said, but the fact is that we're seeing such a migration and shift to the definitions of where care can be managed what it means to actually manage care, not only from a medical perspective, but a, a mental health perspective, from a social determinants perspective. And so all of the way that we've been looking at, let's say medicine being very medically focused and a diagnosis focused, that envisionment of redefining what medical care is, is inevitably gonna actually change the way that we have managed and care, do care redesign over the course of the next couple of years. So simply put this answer very quickly, status quo will lead to a um, ultimate dissolution of, I think, the way that health systems practice if they don't go and they don't reinvigorate and rethink of where they want to go in the future. Now I want to invite you to listen in to a conversation we had with Brian Sisk, Senior Vice President and Chief Nursing Executive at Memorial Hermann. Brian, what is your vision for a smart hospital? You know, it's interesting because there's a lot of noise out there in the system right now. Uh, you know, we're just having this conversation uh, around the show here. It's, you know, it really is getting down to, I think we have a lot of energy in this space, especially from frontline nurses all the way up through leaders. It really is getting down to those things that truly provide value to both of our nurses and to the patients. And that's an interesting place to be, right? It's, it's, because we all we see a lot of innovation that comes through, especially since COVID, right? All these new bells and whistles, but the adoption sometimes lags because it actually creates extra work on the front line, or it's not valuable to the patient. And so it really is finding that sweet spot in between those two. For our next question, Brian, how do you see AI and ambient intelligence enabling you to reimagine your care delivery model? Yeah, so part of our nursing strategy is reimagine is actually one of the buckets. And uh, we put a lot of energy into that with our frontline nurses because they really want to be a part of reimagining their healthcare environment. And that really comes down to like 
everything from the number of times that patients have to press the call bell, can we eliminate some of that? Can we be more proactive? Can AI help us in some of this ambient monitoring that's out there now, identify the needs of the patients? Uh, we see a lot of things with falls and pressure injuries that I think this is a prime space that would uh, be very beneficial to those that are actually delivering that care. And for our last question, what is the cost to hospitals of keeping the status quo? So I say this all the time. What we have now is a much smarter workforce. Um, you can't underestimate how, how dialed in that uh, nurses, docs are in the technology that is out there on the horizon. Some of it's true. Some of it's not true. We realize that, right? But, but it really is. It's going to be a differentiator in these spaces because if I can work for an organization that has some of these tools and it makes my job easier... I will probably migrate that way or stay with that company. So I think that's going to have a huge implication um, as we kind of go down this pathway. In our conversation with Dr. Nick Patel, founder and CEO of Stealth Consulting, we covered some of the same themes and picked up on some great ideas for innovation that you can also think about and apply at your health system. Dr. Patel, what is your vision for a smart hospital? Yeah, the future of a smart hospital needs to be contiguous with not only just what happens on the acute space, but also on the ambulatory space. A smart hospital should be able to know when someone is getting sick at home, alert the right people, and then bring that person seamlessly from the home into the acute bed, bypassing ERs uh, and wait times there and directly uh, into an acute bed to get that treatment quickest. And honestly, when that sort of thing happens, the treatment needs to start not only at the hospital, but actually starts at the home. Uh, through telemedicine, the EMS transport, all the way to the acute space. Nick, how do you see AI and ambient intelligence enabling you to reimagine your care delivery models? I've been practicing for 20 years, and when I can tell you, health systems even now do a lot of manual tasks. And, and there are thousands and thousands of tasks that a person has to do from one patient visit, just from the checking in process to the the, the nursing intake, to the provider, to the checkout process. And then that's exponentially increased if you go to the acute site. So what we can use AI is not only to get insights, but to drive the patient to the right avenue of care, use automation to make sense of the large data sets from wearables and other chronic disease states coming in and then make sure that person gets to the right avenue of care and gets alerted proactively when they're going the wrong, wrong path. Let's not wait for someone to actually uh, have high sugar that puts them in a DKA. Let's see this person's sugar has actually been going up. Let's increase the treatment. Let's make sure that person talks to a pharmacist. Let's make sure he talks to a nutritionist, all virtually, in order for that person to avert end organ damage from chronic kidney disease, blindness, heart disease, et cetera. So it's all about using effective, clean data to drive automation and get the insights from AI. And for a final question, Dr. Patel, what do you see as the cost to hospitals of keeping the status quo? Most hospitals currently uh, are still working like if they're in the 80s. Even though we've had the High Tech Act, the EHR come out, the, the cost is huge because the population has changed. If we don't change how we uh, take care of our patients and move to more value-based care, more proactive care, more wellness care, then we're gonna continue to have sicker and sicker patients in our hospitals and our beds are gonna to continue to overflow. So the cost for a health system not to do anything and modernize and digitally transform is, could be a threat for them to actually close. 
because there's no way uh, that they can keep up with the cost of healthcare, the cost of inflation, the ever-growing population of our patients, the hard, and the fact that is continue to have a nursing shortage. So we have to do things in a different way. We have to modernize uh, how we transform care. We need to make sure that we have patients have proactive care and seamless care without having to see have a person see them. Uh, so it's all about that narrow margin that health systems have. Average health system has two to three percent margin. And if you modernize and transform your business to do things that require less people skill and more asynchronous skills and virtual care, you're gonna improve access, you're gonna actually bring in more commercial payers, the consumers are going to want to come to your uh, health system, you're gonna retain and you're gonna do better from a reimbursement perspective because you're actually bringing much better quality to the patient. Reed Smith, Chief Consumer Officer at Ardent Health Services, shares his experience from the lens of the consumer of healthcare. Reed, for our first question, what is your vision for a smart hospital? You know, smart hospital is an interesting term. I think a lot of people probably um, try to tie that back to technology specifically, and that is part of it. But I think a lot of it is how we educate and train our clinicians and the other people that operationalize um, you know, what we do on a daily basis. So when we think about smart hospitals, uh, it's not that it's not a virtual hospital or something to that effect, but how do we take that technology and actually leverage that against the people and the processes and even the education uh, so we can better care for the communities that we serve? How do you see AI and ambient intelligence enabling you to reimagine your care delivery models? AI is interesting. I think it's hard to you know, go to a conference or a webinar and, you know, this isn't on the agenda. So you take that and the ambient monitoring piece. And I think what we're doing is actually trying to solve real issues that we have in the hospital. So you take labor, for example, there's not enough nurses. I've been doing this for 20 years. There's never been enough nurses. I'm not sure we'll ever have enough nurses. So how can you use these to actually enable um, virtual clinicians, virtual nursing, things like that, where we can actually take some of the administrative burden off those people that are there in person and allow them to really maximize. We talked a lot about pricing at the height of your license. You know, how do we actually do that in a way that we're caring for the patient, actually bringing in their care team, their, their family members, things like that. So again, we can be more predictive. We can head off potential things like falls, for example, but then also care for them uh, in a very systematic way that allows them to feel supported and hopefully goes home quicker uh, they heal faster, things like that. And for our last question, Reed, what do you see as the cost to hospitals of keeping the status quo? You know, if we just keep doing what we're doing, we're probably going to keep getting what we're getting, right? Or however that analogy goes. And so um, I don't think we can. You know, our chief medical officer, I I've heard him say a few times now that he never wants to be called innovative. All reason he's even doing what he's doing is because we have to, right? So I don't think we can keep doing what we're doing. Um, I think that's really, we run the risk of being irrelevant at some point. Um, I think hospitals will always, there'll always be a need in that higher acuity, but how do we actually use all these technologies, these new processes to really become more consumer centric? And that's whether they're in the home and the evolving side of care or they're in our hospitals or otherwise. So if we stay where, we're, where we are, you know, we run the risk of being out of business, quite honestly. 
Dr. Bill Feaster, former health information officer at Children's Hospital of Orange County, kicks off the questions with a candid approach that got right into the opportunities we have. So, Dr. Feaster, for our first question, what is your vision for a smart hospital? Well, I would say the way we operate our hospitals right now is sort of the furthest thing from being smart in that basically we do things the same way we did them when I started my practice in 1981. We uh, staff in the same way, and often that staffing is regulated by the state. Uh, we uh, have processes that are all pretty much the same. We've uh, inserted electronic medical records into our care since then, but we haven't really been able to use them in any sort of intelligent way. So I think the whole industry is ripe for uh, completely redoing what we do now and trying to add some intelligence in it. So instead of just operating, can we operate intelligently in the future? Our next question is, how do you see AI and ambient intelligence enabling you to reimagine your care delivery models? Well, um, we've been applying intelligence to our care of patients for some time now. Uh, started our data science journey about five years ago doing predictive analytics and applying it back to healthcare. But in the last year, there's just been a quantum leap in intelligence capabilities through the use of generative AI, the chat GPTs of the world, and the other AI tools, of which some are now really focusing on healthcare. So the application of those tools in the right way, the correct way to healthcare that both preserves privacy but also gives true intelligence, I think is going to be a game changer moving forward. And for our last question, Dr. Feaster, what do you see as the cost to hospitals of keeping the status quo? Uh, well, the cost to hospitals right now with our current status quo is unacceptable. Uh, we can't function much longer because uh, our costs are all increasing. Our providers are sort of getting uh, swamped by costs in their practices. Uh, everything is not, you know, it's not a sustainable solution. Nobody wants to pay what we're going to need to charge to keep doing things the way we're doing them now. So uh, I don't think healthcare has a choice but to transform and try to figure out ways to not only staff smarter, but use staff or smartly. Like, for example, physicians uh, currently are kind of the top of the food chain, and I appreciate that being a physician, but at the same time, with the advance of mid-level practitioners, if we can get intelligent tools in their hands to try to decrease the divide in knowledge between the two groups, we're going to be able to let the mid-level practitioners just have more and more responsibility over care and try to balance out uh, some of our other shortages. Finally, we wrapped up the sessions with Ars Rahim, Senior Director at the Digital Transformation Office at Montefiore Health System, who focused his responses on ways we can transform healthcare today. Ars, what is your vision for a smart hospital? My vision for a smart hospital is to, to incorporate new technologies. I mean, we're at the Becker's Conference today. Um, I've been speaking to a lot of different people talking about generative AI, talking about AI, ambient technology, uh, you know, RTLS, things that have been around for a while as well. So my vision is to incorporate all of that and to look at pain points within the health system that we have. So my role is I oversee digital transformation and it's a good space to be in because we're outside of IT, but we sit very, very closely with the faculty practice group, 
We listen to the, to the clinicians, to the physicians, to our operation staff, and, and we try and understand the pain points that they have uh, in their workflows, both operational and clinical, and try and address that with the right technology. And sometimes technology is not even the answer, but we want to make sure that we, we address that with the right technology by listening to the folks that are actually undergoing the actual problems. For our next question, how do you see AI and ambient intelligence enabling you to reimagine your care delivery model? I think it's a really exciting uh, space to be in with digital transformation and ambient technology. Um, you know, I've been talking to Care.ii and uh, we've been working with some other organizations that do ambient technology and, uh, you know, have the technology to listen in to a conversation with a provider and a patient. So that kind of technology is a win-win, not only for the patient, because I think it's a patient satisfier. Um, and I'll go into that in a second, but it's also something that can really reduce uh, physician burnout. Uh, we are desperately trying to address physician burnout. What we have is we have a situation where uh, pajama time in our hospital is through the roof. We have folks who are switching on Netflix at the end of the day and catching up with their, their notes and doing all their charting. When ambient technology has the ability to listen into the conversation, to create, uh, you do the charting for you, do the medical note for you, and it requires minutes, if that, for a physician to quickly look at what that, what's been suggested, check it, post it, and it saves a lot of time. It's an opportunity to, to see more patients as well. And obviously it reduces uh, pajama time and physician burnout as well. So I think that's what excites me about uh, ambient technology today in healthcare. And for our last question, Ars, what is the cost to hospitals of keeping the status quo? That's an interesting one. Uh, cost to hospitals is really, uh, it's a trade-off. Do you want to stand still and hope that where we are is sufficient or do you want to explore new technology? Do you want to look at generative AI? It's a really tough question to answer because healthcare has historically moved very, very slowly. I used to work in finance before. It was very, very fast paced, but healthcare is a little bit slow. And healthcare uh, is comfortable, I think, with being a little bit slow. But I think things like generative AI, it's uh, chat GPT, it's not even a year old. And everyone in this conference is talking about it, talking about conversational AI. So I think you can either take a risk and jump on that bandwagon, but you have to be very, very careful about making sure that you select the right technology for your hospital, for your patient demographic. Otherwise you lose that patient demographic. Not all this technology is the right technology for your particular patient demographic. So you have to make sure that you have the right uh, strategy, if you like. And I think the strategy has to be a change in culture of a culture of innovation versus a culture of maintenance and preservation that we've had for so long. Well, folks, that's a wrap. We hope you enjoyed the insights from these health system leaders on today's podcast. We are always in search for insights from the brightest minds in healthcare that could help us move healthcare forward at the speed of tech. A big thanks to all of those that participated and a thank you for joining me today. Until next time. Thanks for listening to Smart from the Start. For best practices in AI and ambient intelligence and ways your organization can help lead the era of smart hospitals, visit us at smarthospital.ai. 
And for information on the leading smart care facility platform, visit care.ai. 